0: Well, happy Mother's Day weekend. We are so glad that you've chosen to join us. And uh, for those of you who have been around Desert Springs, you know uh, Mother's Day is a bit of a traumatic day for me. I won't retell the story, but it was 1997, one of the worst uh, weekends we ever had at Desert Springs, and it was a Mother's Day. So I still kind of twitch on Mother's Day. And then as we celebrated 25 years, uh, the reality is, is that there aren't all that many texts. And so Mother's Days are just hard for me. Beyond that, I know that for it's hard for a lot of people. There are uh, ladies out there that would love to be mothers. And for whatever reason, it just hasn't worked for them. Uh, they've not been able to do that. Or maybe they've lost a child that becomes very painful. Or maybe they're a mom, but they've got an estranged relationship with their child. And so it's, it's also something that brings, you know, some pain. And so because of all of that, uh, Mother's Days have not been necessarily my favorite weekends uh, at the church. But... This year is different, is it not? It's 2020. Mm-hmm. We are in quarantine. We are, you know, kind of in in this thing where family is such a big piece. And and being that I don't have to do four services, I thought this weekend I do want to talk about being a mom and what that means. And especially because of the quarantine, many of you are cooped up with your kids. Uh, you have more time. Uh, with them than what you normally do. And so uh, try not to uh, kill them and trying to raise them right and all of that. And so I thought this would be a, a great, great weekend to actually talk about moms and, and grandparents, and because that's a, another great investment that, that is there. And what I wanted to use for our scripture today is taken from 2 Timothy chapter one, And Paul, of course, is writing to Timothy, who is his son in the faith, and this is what he writes. He says in verse three, I thank God whom I serve with a clear conscience, the way my forefathers did, as I constantly remember you in my prayers night and day, longing to see you as I recall your tears so that I may be filled with joy, for I am mindful of the sincere faith within you, which first dwelt in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and I am sure that it is in you as well. As you think about Timothy, who was the heir apparent to the ministry that Paul had set up, his son in the faith, the one that the mantle was going to be uh, put upon as Paul now comes to the end of his life and ministry the great investment in timothy's life wasn't just from paul but it was through a grandmother and a mother who invested in him so that he grew a sincere faith a faith that would be unshakable a faith that he wouldn't turn from now here's the thing Uh, there are no guarantees in this um there it's not a matter of okay if a mom does this thing right and a dad does this thing right you know because god's given us the ability to choose Uh, but yet there are things that we can do and so what i've done today is i've invited in the most wonderful two moms that i know Uh, And for those of you that don't know my wife, Tammy, Tammy and I uh, have been married for a little over 30 years. She has raised our three children, and we now have just grown to four grandchildren. Mm -hmm. And then my mom, Sharon, and if you've not met Sharon, obviously uh, she had to do a good job. I mean, (laughs) come on, right? Uh, But she had four children, Mm And she raised all four of them, ended up in uh, following the Lord in full-time service, uh, 14 grandchildren. 14. And now six great-grandchildren. Right. And so I thought, hey, since we've got maybe a couple experts here to invite <laughs> them in and to uh, just kind of have a little bit of a QA and uh, a today as to how do you grow kids, how do you invest as grandparents into children uh, so that the faith becomes sincere. So that's kind of what I wanted to start with today. As you guys think back on raising kids Mm -hmm. and uh, and the intentionality that you put in, because obviously that was our greatest desire, that our kids would love Jesus, follow Jesus. As you think back, what were some of the things that you tried to be intentional about? And uh, you know, maybe even put it in a different way. If you were coaching a mom, a young mom came to you. What What are some of those things? And and so, mom, I'll defer to you because uh, you're kind of the lowest, you know, lowest and Eunice that we've got here. So we'll start here.
1: <laughs> okay, great. Well, this is an exciting time. And um, Mother's Day is a big day for moms. So we appreciate it, right gals? But um, I just think motherhood, you know, it's a huge challenge. There's a lot of demands that come with being a mom. But overall, I think there's a lot of joys that comes with being a mom. And so I'm so thankful for that. I felt like my children were God's gift to me. They were uh, my, His the treasure that he gave to me. And I had a huge responsibility while they were in our home to be that good mom that I felt the Lord wanted me to be. So I would say my heart's desire from the very beginning uh, with my little ones um, was that they would know Jesus and that they would love him. So I was intentional about that, Um, you know, not cramming it down your throat or anything, but living that. But as they were little, just even little newborns. Singing songs about Jesus over them, um, reading good stories, Bible stories, uh, just playing some fun music. I remember as you kids were growing up, that little song, "I am a promise, I am a possibility And you kids would just dance, you know, in the hey, living room hey, hey,
2: hey.
0: No, no, no. <laughs> That was my sister's dance. <laughs> but
1: it was fun. So we had to tr- we tried to have fun also around um, around teaching our children that it just, I would just say it pays to serve Jesus, it pays to walk with Jesus. And um, I know even just this little babies, one of the first words, um, of course, he doesn't remember this. But I had a picture, we had a, a picture of Jesus in our home. And I would take my little ones and say, Jesus, And it would be so sweet, I would be so happy when they could repeat the name Jesus. So we started early, just in those little ways, praying over them. Of course, prayer, I think is a huge part, moms, that what a privilege, um, even today, to pray for my adult children, my grandchildren, to be on my knees and pray for these kids. And um, because um, that's a privilege that we have. I often have thought about uh, Suzanne Wesley. Mm-hmm. She raised 19 children, and I can't imagine, uh, four was plenty for me, <laughs> and, but 19, and it's written about her that every day she would, in her kitchen, put her apron over her head and pray for the children, and the children knew. When mom has the apron on her head, don't bother her. And she would pray for those sweet little children that she raised. And we know that she raised some mighty kids for the Lord. But um, yeah, so we did, um, you know, taught the memory verses, of course, as your kids were growing. I felt that was important that you just hide God's word in your heart and that that wouldn't leave you. I know.
0: I wish you had taught it to us, though, like in the newer (laughs) translations. Do you know? Every time I go to quote scripture now, it's (laughs) KJV. Well,
1: I'm sorry, son, but that's all that was out there. (laughs) You know, that that was it right then. But I guess I would want to say um, to moms today, if there's something that I could say, um, uh, as Steve said, as a a coach to mom, I would just say that um, we cannot... Uh, in part, what we do not possess. Mm-hmm. So, I feel as a mom, the most important thing that I could do, truthfully, was that time I had alone with the Lord. And so, that was always important. Honestly, I had set my clock to get up early in the morning and, you know, go downstairs and find a quiet place before anyone got up. Because if I didn't, my day just, you know, it was full and it was gone. So I really would encourage you gals, I know we don't like to get out of bed early, but sometimes, honestly, if it's even just 10 minutes, it pays big dividends. Because that's where we learn to trust God. We learn to trust God with our children, Uh, we release our children to Him, we say God use us as we raise these children in our home. And truthfully, No, we're not, there's no perfect mom. There's no perfect dad. And, um, but with God's help, he helps us. And kids have bumps and, but we can trust them with the Lord's. I've always felt it was important and I encourage you, pray for your children, grow yourself in the word, know the word so that you can impart truth to those precious, precious children that God has given you. And another thing I was thinking about that I would like to encourage you, respect your husband. I just think that's so important in our homes that we respect our husband and that we stand together when it comes to our children. Um, If we want to, if we're disagreeing, hey, disagree behind the doors. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And if we want to argue, hey, there is arguing sometimes, but go behind the doors. Don't do it in front of the children. I just think it's really, really important Mm -hmm. to just stay, right there, you know, up front together with the kids. And then also uh, moms, you know your kids. Yeah, you know, everyone, all four of our children are so different, all different temperaments, all different giftedness, but we really tried to encourage them. And what we saw was God's gifting mm-hmm. and encourage you in that mm-hmm. and um, and that's what uh, we've seen. They're all different, but they're all serving the Lord, and I thank the Lord for that. They love Him, and but they've done it within their giftedness.
0: And, Tam, you know, we've got a lot of things in our 30 years we're proud of. I mean, Desert Springs, and it's just been such a joy. But our, our greatest joy, I think, is that, you know, as our three kids now have reached adulthood, that they're all following after Jesus, serving Jesus, and uh, you did a great job being a mom. So. so what are some yeah. of the things I mean she covered a lot so. she did
2: and, um, I did all of those things absolutely I would say that um, uh, just maybe to tack on to some of that was some of the things that we did um, were to uh, teach them to obey mm-hmm. um, you know one of the things that we would uh, I would often find my uh, kids or telling them is you know the, why mommy like I don't want to or all of those little um, you know yeah they're being honest but Mm -hmm. my honest answer was if I don't teach you to obey then you won't learn to obey Jesus and then I'm not obeying Jesus Mm -hmm. you know that early early on we wanted them to realize that life isn't just about us doing what we want or um, you know just Mm -hmm. kind of uh, painting a picture that's unrealistic Mm -hmm. And that our whole goal was for them to realize that following after Jesus is the greatest mm-hmm. life any of us could ever live. Mm-hmm. And that by obeying and and following his commands, that's how we're going to be able to walk that life. Mm-hmm. And um, so that was one of the things that we really um, had to work on. the discipline mm-hmm. side is just not the fun mm-hmm. side. And I think the key to discipline is consistency. Mm-hmm. And as you said, the, the united mm-hmm. front, we always... You know, there'd be times where sometimes we go back and, and go, did we do the right thing? And maybe we need to go down and apologize or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, we stay united in, in front of them. And that's so important. I think that brings such security mm-hmm. and power to what mm-hmm. you're doing. Yeah. Um, and then I think the other side of that is rules without relationship, I think, breed rebellion. Mm-hmm. And... I believe we really really tried to build relationship with our kids mm-hmm. we you know try to have a lot of fun we would you know make memories on purpose we would leave the dishes and we'd go off for the bike ride while the Sun was still up and we'd go to the park and we'd come back and have popcorn and watch you know a movie or just try to bring fun into our home we also wanted our kids to have their friends in our home We wanted them to enjoy being there because, for one, we could see what was going on. But we just wanted that whole relational side to be there. And then when we had to come on hard, I think there was that balance and that understanding that this is done in love because we had a relationship built with them already. Mm -hmm. So I think those are two of the other things. And then to tack on, just the modeling. you know, Christian life. There's none of us that are going to do it perfect. Right. And I think that that's you know, oftentimes, either we're trying to be perfect or we're just pretending. Both of those things are unrealistic, and our kids mm-hmm. are going to see right through that. And so, being authentic to me is admitting when we're when we're wrong sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, letting them see that yes, life isn't perfect, and yes, there's going to be conflict, and how do we deal with conflict? Like the Bible tells us to. Is that we got to go to each other and we got to apologize and we need to forgive one another and we need to work it out Mm -hmm. and that's how families you know bring peace and harmony it's not always going to be that way but we have to deal with those things as they come along and so just modeling that honesty and that you know a walk of faith and and bringing you know just having a joyful heart Mm -hmm. I nothing is more contagious than joy and when we have joy in the Lord that is, I think, the greatest chance that our kids are going to catch it.
0: So, you know, sometimes when I talk to parents, you know, there's a sense of, uh, oh, you know, we didn't do right or do good or we're not because we're not having, you know, these formal sit-down times. So, uh, you know, family devotion, some things along those lines. So, how did that play? And Tam, I'll start with you this time. You know, was there a lot of formal pieces to it of, you know, we're going to memorize this verse now, or whatever, or have these family devotions, or how did it work?
2: Well, I think that a lot of the memorization kind of happened at night when Mm -hmm. we were putting the kids to bed. And a lot of times I was doing that alone because you would be out at night with meetings and EE and all of those kinds of things. But that's when a lot of times we would go over. No, I'm I'm just remembering how it was worked. But um, Awana was coming, and we needed to get our verses memorized, which was a great accountability, by the way. Um, But yet, it was so important to, I believe, instill God's word into our kids' lives. And so, it wasn't super formal. But that's a lot of times when it would happen. That's also when I feel like we would read Bible stories, and you know. I would typically, uh, and always our prayer time at night, um, and our kids got really good at knowing that they could kind of extend their staying up time if they asked questions about God's Word. So, I mean, that was the theological questions, that boom, 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 because they knew they could keep mom up and keep talking. But you know what? That was a, an ideal time where we got to really speak into their lives. And um, so that would maybe be the times that I think would be most concentrated mm-hmm. but I believe most of that was as we lived life mm-hmm. they they served you know they didn't really have a choice but they came with us when we served they yeah. mm-hmm. you know they just lived that life and watched us
1: and Donald said that that Deuteronomy
0: of it. Of it. 6 you yes. know teach yeah. it as you walk by the way as yeah. you get up you yes. mm-hmm. so Mom, what about
1: well I think that's I totally agree Tam and I've watched you and you've done a great job with my grandchildren. <laughs> That's so good. But I too, I love that scripture, because I think it is, it's all about, as we go about life, we're teaching, we're, we're talking, we're, you know, reacting and uh, building into our children. Um, the, the Bible says when we lie down or when we rise up, and I just think of all the times that we, opportunities we had too, and was thinking about when we lie down, because a lot of times you kids like to come and talk at night mm-hmm. and be on the bed and we would talk and have such good discussions or maybe it would be early in the morning. But I think for us, um, you know, we weren't like, okay, we're gonna sit down and we're going to have our devotions every night type of a thing.
0: Now, typically it only happened when she'd hear a sermon, it <laughs> should be, and then mom That's would right. get on the kick and there's the kid, would yeah. go, oh boy, here yeah. we go. I Let's know. see how quickly I we know. can get this <laughs> oh.
1: open. But our big time as a family was always around mealtime, and um, you know, every night we had a complete meal and would sit down at the table, and that was so good. I just feel like that's when we bonded. That's when we built our relationships with our children. We laughed. We told jokes. It was a day. It was a time the children, you know, could kind of decompress and talk about their day. We could talk about ours. But often it was at the table that we did our Bible discussion and get into theology questions. And, um, you know, um, Don loved um, to talk about um, the future and uh, revelation Uh, that was just, and the kids loved that. And we would talk a lot about things like that around the dinner table. So that was really important. Also, um, uh, I think because we were a ministry, you children, you know, you just went with us. You went to church. That was not uh, something you ever decided not to do. I think if you had decided not to, you wouldn't have gotten that choice. <laughs> <laughs> that was important. But in that, you served. I can remember you serving just as a little boy. Um I can remember every Sunday you would go find this one older lady at church, Mrs. Creighton. Do you Mrs. remember Creighton, this? Yeah. Uh huh. And just go, and she loved it. I mean, I think it made her her week because the little preacher's boy would come and see her, and so that was really sweet. Told you, I'm a nice guy. Right? <laughs> I think we found out maybe she might have given you a dollar or something. Well, yeah, hey, what you Once a while, me? She might have. hey,
0: hey, hey, Come on, let's not go there.
1: But anyway, um, you know, I just think then, as our children, um, you know, as they grow, um, it just to see them then want to do ministry, um, especially as they came through the youth time, to see them do mission trips. This is where I saw their giftedness, uh, just you know, starting to come forth. And even while you you kids were little, I think one of the things that you love to do, and I don't know how many hundreds of times we did this, what that was play church. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we played a lot of church in our home. And, um, of course, you probably know who our preacher was. Yes, it was um, Pastor Steve was the preacher. Rick led the music. So see how you could see these things starting to take place? Our daughter, Sherry, prayed. And then uh, Lori, she would get to take the offering. So Don and I always had to come with our offering on the couch, you know, because that would be taken. But that was so fun. And, you know, it just... It just all went together. It wasn't like we sat down and said, okay, we're going to formally train you. No, children catch what yes. they see. It's more
0: clock than clock. Yeah,
1: it really is. Mm-hmm. And we wanted also, the, I think you mentioned consistency. Mm-hmm. It was important to Don and me that what our children saw and what they heard yes. in our home would not conflict with what they heard and saw over at the church. So you know, it's it's just
0: um, been a so, joy. So mm-hmm. you had, you had mentioned about Mrs. Creighton. and mm-hmm. so that raises to me because I kind of see there's a, a a little bit of a thing out there right now where you know it's the family's responsibility for the spiritual life of their kids, and I believe that mm-hmm. it's not the churches; it's primarily on the parents. Mm-hmm. But it, it, to me, it's gone to the other side of that we don't let our kids have any influence by other mm-hmm. believers. It was was that the way you all did that? Or, or did you uh, appreciate and put them in places where other Christians could speak into their life?
1: I am so grateful mm-hmm. that we had other people. Um, you know, we were blessed to have some wonderful people in our churches. But I also I'm so thankful, Steve, for some of your school teachers. Yes. Mm-hmm. You had some wonderful Christian mm-hmm. school teachers that really spoke yes. into yeah. your life, yeah. encouraged you, saw giftedness yes. with you, and uh, you know just kind of helped lead you. Mm-hmm. So I was very grateful. Our children all went through a public education, mm-hmm. and each one of them, I can remember teachers that helped Rick, Sherry, Lori, I mean, there were great teachers that we had, and I appreciate our school teachers. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, your Sunday school teachers Mm -hmm. spoke into your life. Mm -hmm. So important, and then so grateful, as you were teenagers, to have youth leaders that spoke. And then just friends, family, grandparents, aunts, uncles, each Mm -hmm. one, we have a responsibility. Mm
0: -hmm. So, Tam, you even mentioned Awana.
1: Yes,
2: absolutely. I, I think back to um, one of the things that I think made such an impression on our kids when they were young were the children's choirs. Mm-hmm. Yes, and oh They still God. sometimes jokingly bring up yes. those songs that they remember that are embedded in their head, mm-hmm. but that are God's Word put mm-hmm. to song. Mm-hmm. Uh, the relationships that were built there, uh, the memories, I mean th- that was just um, such a great place for them to grow and the influence of those people, those leaders, and I know because I did some of them, they're a lot of work, Um, but the time spent with them was so critical Mm -hmm. in investing in them. Um, And so I just think back to some of those those, uh, programs that were intentional, that's why they were programmed, they were Mm -hmm. intentionally there to invest in our kids and they made a huge impact on them. Mm -hmm. Um, I was gonna mention the public school teachers as well. Christian teachers and all teachers out there, you are impacting these kids. Um, but that is such a mission field, and you I don't think we even realize until you, you begin to see these kids grow up, and that's a thing, way to go, because it's yeah. not any kind of immediate gratification. Um, and you probably never get the thanks or the, the stories, but I know that um, our kids were so impacted by that. Um, and then I also think about... Youth leaders and people. I know that there was a woman that just poured into yeah. Kylie from yeah. junior high. I'm sitting arms. here
0: thinking about her. Yep. Yeah, uh, we'll and forever be indebted. Again. Yes,
2: had a yes. heart for a pastor's mm-hmm. daughter because yeah. Yeah. that's a unique role sometimes, mm-hmm. and just loved on her mm-hmm. and gave special attention and mm-hmm. and just so just so important to just invest. Okay. Um, I think of even people like um, you know Jamie's guitar teacher and uh, you know JJ's tennis coach and different ones that just really impacted their lives. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that our kids are much fuller, they're much richer Absolutely. in their experience, mm-hmm. um, and much more ready to face the world mm-hmm. when we let others, and we trust God to let others okay. into their lives.
0: Because it reinforces what we're seeing, yes, that we what we're see saying. it. Mm-hmm. So we're in a little short of time here, uh, but you know, new roles now, mm-hmm. Uh, grandparents, and uh, and for those of you that don't know, uh, we just got uh, added one more this last week, little uh, May Sharon. Mm-hmm. And isn't she cute? I, I made sure they put her picture up there. She's just precious.
1: Not looks, that he's prouder. Yeah, that's well, right. looks
0: like her papa. What yeah, that's said. that's
1: right. Oh, that's
2: well, okay. Well, I don't know. But
0: obviously, as a grandparent, it's a little different role. Because you got to be careful. You don't step. But how, Tam, if, you know we have four, and then Mom, you've got 14. How, how do you see, well, Tam, I'll start with you. You know, we can invest in, in teaching them, giving them a sincere faith.
2: Well, first of all, I'm trying to follow example of um, you and Pup, because they loved and invested and intentionally took our kids in, had them overnight, take them for a week while we get away. I mean, we took they, them to Disneyland too. Yes, I remember. you sure did <laughs> a couple of times. Um, but oh my goodness, what a huge gift that was as parents to have a break now and then, but also to just know that. Um, Our kids are getting loved on. They're getting um, spoke into their lives, you know, by godly people. And again, um, reiterating the things that we're telling them. Um, But definitely, you know, I saw the intentionality. Uh, You know, life will fill up with all kinds of things. If we don't take the, you know, real goal and carve out the time and the energy and, and, you know, just let your house get messed up and, and just let them play and have fun. Mm-hmm. But it it really takes intentionality to invest in them, to build a relationship mm-hmm. um, with your grandkids. And so I'm just trying to learn from what all you've done. Um, but uh, that is some of those things is first being intentional, trying to carve mm-hmm. out time, trying to spend that time with them, have them over for sleepovers, mm-hmm. just have fun with them. Our Sunday meals, I think, are, are a real time of, you know kind of setting that tradition that family's yeah. important that uh we come together and they look forward to coming and um i want them to come, want to come to nanny's house so uh those no are, it's
0: papa's house
2: That's well, <laughs> an ongoing argument but i think i've won <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh,
2: but then we pray for them mm-hmm. just like we did our kids yeah. and and i feel like really a lot of it is just like well here we go again but the fun part is is we don't have all the responsibility we get to do yeah. a lot more fun things, mm-hmm. but we still have that same heart to want to um, see them grow and we're praying mm-hmm. for them already and the, their friendships and their future mates and all those things we prayed for our kids mm-hmm. um, because
1: we just want them to know Jesus more than anything So, Mom,
0: you got a quick word about being the grandmother? Because we're just getting a little short.
1: Enough. Oh, Tim, I just love what you said because it is being intentional, and Don and I loved our grandchildren. You. Take a little grandchild, and you think, I didn't know there could be all this love for the grandchildren. <laughs> we loved, love our grandchildren, and so we did intentionally have them over. Some nights we maybe have nine or ten. When they yeah. had a lot, of, a lot of them around the same age, yeah. and they would be all over our house sleeping. But they loved it, and we did. Papa would go get donuts. Yeah. And we'd have donuts in the morning. That was a big milkshakes. thing: milkshakes, <laughs> popcorn, um, just play. Tell stories. It was fun. Just be intentional. Give them time, and it pays off. Now they're adult kids, and and I'm thankful for my g- adult grandchildren. And, they're and the cool piece
0: is all fourteen of them yes. have come to all faith in Christ. Have come to and faith so it's a great thing. In Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the other things I did at least want to mention uh, is, you know, sometimes you don't have the opportunity, you know, either to have your own children or uh, you know or as a grandparent to have grand you know grandchildren to invest in but you can always find those avenues you know one of the things i didn't tell you is that both of them work different children's ministry worked bible school uh did uh, did all of those things to invest in other kids and so there's, there's always opportunity to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. But the greatest thing, and the most important thing, is that our kids come out with a sincere faith. And as I mentioned before, it's it's not a guarantee. Mm-hmm. I mean, we had friends of, that we grew up with, mm-hmm. a, a Christian couple in ministry that loved Jesus. And three of their kids ended up in full-time ministry, one's an atheist. Mm-hmm. So there's no guarantees. But I think that if you... You live intentionally uh, to live Jesus in front of your kids, to invest in them, to teach them the Word of God. Uh, God is going to be at work in, in their hearts and uh, just produce something that's really going to be awesome. So I, I know it's hard uh we're kind of glad we're past the uh, the parenting stage now in this quarantine it's a lot of time with in fact we had the grandkids um, the yeah. other day and recovering. uh and we're still recovering <laughs> so for those of you moms and dads yes. out there that are in the middle of it man yes. you're, you're yes. doing really the good work yes. uh just want to encourage mm-hmm. you with with that today and hopefully yes. Uh, Just a reminder, uh, don't lose sight of the ultimate goal. It's not just what's the next meal and what. It's that we are trying to build a sincere faith in our children so that they will follow after the Lord Jesus. I want to conclude with just a a chance to pray for you. Lord Jesus, we got a lot of moms and dads and grandparents and aunts and uncles and uh, people that are invested in children. And Lord, sometimes it's easy uh, in the midst of, of life and right now with, you know, things being so different than normal to get loose sight of the ultimate goal that our children would, would love you and follow you, that they would have a sincere faith. And Lord, for the moms and dads, the aunts and uncles, the grandparents, Lord, the friends who are investing in children, I pray God that you would just remind them today that you are with them. Lord, give them wisdom about how they can model Jesus in front of the, these kids. Oh Lord, keep them focused on their relationship with you because we've been reminded today it is more caught than taught. And Father, I pray that you would raise up this next generation, Lord, of children who would follow after you as adults and would passionately want to to know you. And so, Lord, be with each and every one today. Give them grace. Give them a wonderful time in whatever family setting they're in. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.